But we are now. We are now. Yep. Okay. Recording stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Death Becomes Us. Welcome. Hi. Episode two. Uh, wait. Right? Well, yeah, we're on episode two. Yeah. Why wait? Well, I just wanted to, like, do some housekeeping for a half, oh, like, a hot second. Oh, we're doing that? <laughs> well, I just wanted to say, like, A, we don't know what we're doing, so, like, sound quality and stuff, we'll try and figure out as we go. Because, like, we don't have a tech person helping us. Mm-hmm. We're kind of lost. <laughs> Not me, man. Shut up. You're so lost. <laughs> Don't lie to me. I would never. <laughs> I just yeah. So I just wanted to say that we'll get better and keep trying and that kind of shit. And that starts today. This episode will be very professional. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want to you know say our names this time? Oh yeah, that's Krista. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it at the beginning of the episode, not halfway through. Yes. <laughs> and that's Talia. Hey. Hey. <laughs> all right, episode two, Death Becomes Us. Uh-huh. Let's talk about death. Yeah, and all manner of fucked up shit. Yeah, for sure. Also, this episode is brought to you by vodka. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Any kind doesn't matter. Just vodka. You could eat it in a jello shot, like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Talia's had a lot of jello shots. <laughs> Before this. Yeah. Well. And partially during. That's true. I see some waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat those while you tell your story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Those are my story time treat. <laughs> okay, I love it. Yeah. So what do you have for me? All right. So I'm going first this week. Yes. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to start by saying that all of the information that I pulled for this was from a New York Times article Ooh. written by Nina Bernstein. So it's legit. Yeah. Because New York Times. It's legit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it. yeah, I, I need to burp. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's just I'm, RMO now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Anyway, that's where I got all of the information for okay. this. All right. So, cool. I don't know if you know about it. I don't know. I got one of these from Tomcat, actually. Oh, did you? I did. Uh, well, did she tell you in PMs? Mm-hmm. Or did she just post Oh, okay. Well, she posted on a status. Well, and in, then for in- future reference, Tomcat, <laughs> keep it in PMs or I can see. It's supposed to be a surprise for me, bitch. That's what I told her. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna pick this topic, but don't say anything because it's supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> supposed to be a surprise. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. So, Tell anyways, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm starting with uh, the term "potter's field" is biblical, referring to a clay-heavy piece of land near Jerusalem bought with thirty pieces of silver, returned by a remorseful Judas to the chief priests. Mm-hmm. Worthless for farming, the land would be used to bury strangers. The strangers in New York City after the Civil War were poor immigrants, African Americans, and casualties of the teeming crime-infested slums. The city bought Hart Island in 1868 and had been the site of a prison for Confederate soldiers, and for more than a century, the dead shared the island with the living inmates of one kind or another, people who were likely to <laughs> end up in the mass graves themselves. The island is now haunted by the crum- crum- crumbling remnants of defunct institutions, among them a lunatic asylum, 
tuberculosis hospital, and a boys' reformatory. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Also, the dog is crying. If you hear that, <laughs> it's just a dog. He's fine. He's sitting here whining. He's fine. He's in my baby. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> in the bulldozed barrens between these ruins, inmates outfitted chain gang style in red stripes and day glow orange caps stack the dead three deep. Yikes. Yep. Yikes. Yeah. So anyways, I'm doing the story of Heart Island. Okay. Heart, like... The organ or like H A R T H A R T. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's basically just a secluded island mm-hmm. in New York. Right. With plots where they just put a shit ton of people. Okay. And so had like an asylum. Hmm? Not an asylum. A thing. A prison. A thing. It had, yeah, it, it had, had all of those. But now it's just sort of like this abandoned um like all the buildings are like crumbling. Right. And, just like ghost town. Yeah, it's an island. Like, it's not a very big island. Okay. It's a pretty small island. Okay. And there used to be all those establishments, like the institution and right. the reformatory and stuff. Okay. But now they're just, like, abandoned and mm-hmm. crumbling and falling apart and whatever. And yeah. it's just bodies. Uh-huh. Just bodies. Just bodies everywhere. Yep. <laughs> True. <laughs> Yeah. So, throughout human history, archaeologists say the treatment of dead bodies has been a key indicator of status differences in society. The unworthy or poor become mm-hmm. the unworthy dead. Mm-hmm. As a burial place, unmarked ground shared with many strangers is the bottom of the hierarchy. But Heart Island's dead um, were always vulnerable to another fate. So, New York was among the many states that had added dissection to death sentences for murder, arson, and burglary mm-hmm. by the early 19th century, when it was otherwise illegal. So the demand for cadavers in medical education had outstripped the legal supply of executed <laughs> felons, and the illicit market in corpses mushroomed. <laughs> so the history of the island is pretty grim. Right. What what year is this again? Um, what, a years-ish-ish? Did you... Sorry. Well, let's see. Sorry. No, I it's Okay. Now. Uh, the burials began in 1869. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in 1869, they began burying people, people. on okay. Hard Island. Okay. And I think that was when it was, like, inhabited by, like, the asylum yeah. and, like... Buildings and stuff. Yeah, like, buildings People and were actually there. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. <laughs> the vodka get into you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Southern slave owners donated or sold bodies of dead slaves to medical schools. Mm-hmm. In the North, competing schools imported black bodies from the South in whiskey barrels. Potter's... Good Lord. Yep. Potter's Fields, almhouse cemeteries, and African-American oh. burial grounds were routinely ransacked as medical professors paid for corpses, no questions asked. Yikes. Yep. Other bodies were diverted from the morgues against medical schools in Philadelphia, New Haven, and New York, where in 1788, a hospital was sacked and Columbia College medical students were nearly lynched. Yikes. Yeah. All the yikes. <laughs> All the yikes for this. I don't want to be lynched when I'm in school. Like, school is bad enough. I know. Right? <laughs> Without crazies coming in. That's so sad. <laughs> right? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. That's rough. Pure? Yes. Peaked nationwide in, 1870, in an 1879 scandal when... The naked stolen body of a United States law congressman was discovered in an Ohio anatomy lab. Ooh. 
Yeah. Uh, lawmakers in many states concluded that the only way to protect the respectable was to give medical schools more of what they were already taking illegally, the bodies of the disenfranchised. One of the first such laws was uh, passed in New York State in 1854, despite vehement opposition from representatives of New York City's immigrant poor. Over the next 50 years, states followed suit, uh, some passing laws requiring officials at every almshouse, prison, hospital, and public institution to provide corpses to medical schools if the bodies would otherwise be buried at the public's expense. Mm. So, <laughs> basically they were like, if you're going to, like, so if nobody claims the bodies and is burying them themselves, yeah, they just, like, hand them over to the schools for, like, science yeah. and stuff. Medical schools and stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Super yikes. Yeah. Lordy. So, for nearly 150 years, more than a million people have been buried on Heart Island. A million? A million people. Jesus. Yeah. It's a graveyard for bodies the city considers to be unclaimed. God. Burials began at the northern tip in 1869. There's, so, like, there's a map that you can see, Mm -hmm. and it's, like got circles and it's like in this spot over here this and uh-huh. this is buried and uh-huh. blah, that's blah, wild blah. though yeah there's like a 200 so like one of the pictures one of the circles that's marked is like this is a 200 foot trench and has the remains of 8904 babies babies just baby bodies god buried between 1988 and 19, 1999 so i that gives me high <laughs> just gives me high just a bunch of babies just dead babies in a giant plot <laughs> you want no part of that please yeah i know <laughs> thousands of dead are lost on the island because uh records of burials between 1961 and 1976 were destroyed by vandals so there's, like, a bunch of people buried there, and there's, yeah. like, no record of mm-hmm. who, they, who are, they are or, like, which plot they're buried right. in. Because they're, they'll, like, dig a plot, and then they'll fill it with bodies, yeah. and then fill it in, and then dig a different plot. Right. Yeah. This is wild. Isn't it, though? Yeah. And I had no idea about any of this. Right. It's so bizarre. Like... <laughs> How bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, like, <clears throat> what takes hold... In people's uh-huh. minds, if that makes sense. Like, uh-huh. there's, there's certain stories or places, people that everybody knows about uh-huh. as far as, like, like murder goes, right? <laughs> like, yeah. there's the classics everyone knows about, but then there's these wild stories that nobody ever talks about. Yeah, like, hey, there's a million <clears throat> bodies buried on this island in New York. Right. Like, how come nobody ever talks about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. But all these fucking people who were affected by it, too. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. there sure are a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there was a visitor's gazebo built far from fields, from the, from the like, actual whatever, in 2007. Fair. Because, yeah, relatives won a legal battle and can apply for monthly graveside visits. But it's like, you're just standing over, like, how? Right. You're not, like... I mean, I get it, I guess. Like, if you have yeah. someone buried there. Because, right. like, people visit headstones. So, like, yeah. But it's different than, like, standing at the actual plot. My uncle's buried somewhere, somewhere in there. Somewhere here, yeah. 9,000 other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. But, I mean, whatever gives them comfort, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure would go there. Yeah. So, twice a week, bodies are ferried to a dock along with inmates from Rikers Island who are pay- who are paid to bury the dead. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. Rikers Island. 
Oh, I think it's Iker. Is that in Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Riker's Island? I isn't it like, like it a, is. isn't it like, I don't know. It's probably been like the subject of some movie or probably. something or other. It sounds familiar. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think it's just like a, it's it probably just like a prison. <laughs> probably. Where there's like, yeah. I swear it's in Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it is. I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they pay inmates from Riker's 50 cents an hour. And they basically just move these bodies. pine boxes with unclaimed bodies into these giant plots mm-hmm. with, like, tons of other people. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There's, like, some pictures you can look at, and it's yeah. just, like, it's literally just, like, a plain pine box. Right. And they're just stacked. Stacked. Yeah, and it's just, like, rows, and they're just stacked. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no markings, no, mm-hmm. like... That's insane. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's more. So yeah, building ruins are evidence of other ways the island has been put to use. So some of the other like stuff that's been there is yeah. um, a jail, halfway house, military training camp, sanitarium, yeah, and a missile base. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. It's crazy though, like because like everything now just it's just like like roofs crumbling and like the buildings yeah. are just abandoned. Yeah, it's just I don't. Why don't they just tear them down? I don't know. And seems like hazard to leave them. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, there was a drug treatment center housed there that was closed in 1976. And in 1989, I was born that year, the bulldozers moved here. <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and burials fill about 500 feet in trenches a year. It's nuts. Yeah. 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 So the graves are not the three-by-seven-foot plots typical other cemeteries use, but mass graves that begin as trenches, which are 15 foot feet wide and 8 feet deep. So they can stack them. Yeah, so they, right. can, so they can stack them up. Stack them high. At the southern tip of the island, 16 people uh, with AIDS were buried at the height of fear and ignorance about mm. the disease in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And instead of being buried under the usual amount of dirt, they were yeah. buried under 14 feet of soil. Oh, God. <laughs> They were being a little extra. Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> you could catch it post-mortem or something. Something. <laughs> Ghosts so there's, pass it on. Yeah, that's true. So there's a bunch of stories about, like, different people who were buried uh-huh. on Hard Island. Yeah. So I just picked a few because okay. I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, that's too many. Yeah. A million is too many. A million is way too many. <laughs> <laughs> So, Zerman Gooden was only 17 when the handlebars of his bike broke and hit him in the throat, severing an artery. God. Yep. He had been popping wheelies. Near, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> he had been popping wheelies, near the, wheelies really? near the city homeless shelter in the Bronx, where he and four younger siblings lived with their heroin-addicted mother. Yikes. With no funeral help from child protection authorities, his sister scraped together $8 to buy the suit that he wore to his wake. Oh. But when the funeral home couldn't get the $6,000 burial fee, they swiftly took him back to the morgue. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. So sad. That breaks your heart. Yeah. And then he was buried on Heart Island because no one could afford. Right. No one could claim the body, per se, and Mm -hmm. bury it themselves. So sad. Yeah. Handlebars. Were they, like, were they like razor blade handlebars? I I know. Well, it it says, so it, uh, it... it broke. The handlebar right. broke. Uh-huh. So maybe it snapped, and it snapped so cleanly, uh-huh. there was this, like, sharp edge. Sharp edge. Must have been. Because that... I, I, yeah. <laughs> I would hate to die by handlebar. Same. 
It's just so sad. Oh, man. All right. Um, Milton Weinstein was a married father with a fear of dying alone. Aren't we all? No. Nah. Was- no. <laughs> Same, Milton. Yeah. Sorry, Milton. There was no burial at all for two years after his death at 67. Oof. So he was a typographer in his day, and he worked for advertising for Sears, Roebuck, and Company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are still around. Yes, they are. But he lost his career to technology and his vision due to diabetes. His wife's mental problems drove their children away, and though she was at his side when he died in a Bronx nursing home, she had no say over what happened to his remains. Everything in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's wild over there. Yeah. So, she had no idea that his body would be used as a cadaver in a medical school and then shoveled into a mass grave on Hard Island. Oof. Yeah. So sad. Ruth Proskauer? Proskauer Smith? Yes. Duh. 102. Go, girl. (laughs) You go, girl. (laughs) She died in her multi-million dollar apartment in the Dakota building in Manhattan in Uh 2010. Oh, this recently? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. After a life celebrated in a Times obituary and by her grandchildren, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And she now lies in Entrench 359 with 144 other strangers. Huh. Which, she she lived in a multi-million dollar right. apartment. You have to assume that she's worth something. Uh-huh. And could, like, her uh-huh. family could afford to bury... What if she was a bitch? And <laughs> they, they, were like, they were like, bye! You got a hard island! Bye! <laughs> That's so sad. That is sad. And I can't believe it's that recent, though. Oh, yeah. Like 2010? Yeah. There's a bunch that are... Because they're still doing it today. Today? Like, yeah. Huh. This island still exists. And people are still buried there. Mm-hmm. Huh. They're still just taking bodies and... Yeah. That's so sketchy. Isn't it? Yes. Like, this article that I pulled all this information from, yeah. um, let's see, it was published in May 15th, 2016. Oh, God. Yeah. And they have, like, a... That's crazy. So there was someone who was flying a drone with a camera uh-huh. who was taking video footage of the... Of the island. The, of the morgue truck coming oh, onto the island and, mm-hmm. and some of the, like, bodies being put in the plots. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's so fascinating. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I love it. See, and then here, this is what, like, gets me. Because, like, yeah. my first thought is, like, unclaimed bodies mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. How many people are getting away with murder? Because right. Of, yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. there's this one. Timothy Daniels, 17, is buried in Trench 209. He died in 1990 in, upstate, in an upstate homeless shelter run by, run by the city for men over 35. So what's a 17-year-old boy? Doing there? Mm-hmm. Uh, a place no juvenile was supposed to be, <laughs> yet there's no trace or official inquiry into how he died. And then they just put him on Hard Island. Right. God. So, somebody's covering something. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and how much covering mm-hmm. of how many something? And how many bodies right. are there that are murdered? Yeah. Like, how many of those people are murder victims? Right. And they'll never know or mm-hmm. the case will never get solved. Yeah. There's probably missing persons. I was going to say, missing persons for sure. Especially if there's a bunch of, like, unidentified people, like, because yeah. records were lost. Lost or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was back in, I don't remember what year, but. But still. But yeah. There's just. Yeah, I think the odds are missing people are buried there. Mm. Like, 
have been murdered and are buried there. Yes. Like, I feel like it's highly likely. Highly likely, like, yeah. There's a million people buried there. Yeah, for sure. Some of those people are murdered. <laughs> Odds are. Yeah. Odds <laughs> are. <laughs> Under a New York state law rooted in the 1850s and last amended in 2007, mm. which is only 10 years ago, yeah. next of kin can have as little as 48 hours after a death to claim a body for burial. Jeez. So it's like, you have two days. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have two days to claim a body before they're like, okay, we can do whatever the fuck we want with this body. Mm-hmm. 24 hours after they've been. So it says um, 48 hours after death or 24 hours after notification. So like, oh. if someone shoots you an email and you don't read it mm-hmm. and you don't respond in 24 hours, they're like, okay, it's right. game. Huh. Mm-hmm. The deceased person is known to have. This feels so like <laughs> <laughs> it feels so lawless to me, doesn't it? It's like it's like is this is this really happening on mm-hmm. this planet? Like All in this lifetime, bodies. it feels like we're in a western, and like <laughs> well, and like there should be a sheriff. So obviously, okay. So there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the fire in the institution fire in nineteen. Right. Well, right. I don't know. I'm shit with years. You're fine. <laughs> Same. Anyways, um, yeah, it's crazy because like they're saying like unclaimed, whatever. Like so, you would think it would mostly be people who like are living in poverty mm-hmm. and like yeah can't afford yes. burials and yes. but there was also like stories of like people who are like wealthy and have plenty of money and just because like nobody came to you know yeah. so it's like this woman she has all this money and like yeah because she was in a nursing home and didn't have any like immediate family mm-hmm. to come they just tossed her on hard island uh-huh. like so it's not like you're even safe from just being thrown in a pine box right. if you have money. If you have money. Hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's wild. It is. Yeah. All right. So if the deceased person is known to have a relative whose place of residence is known or can be ascertained after reasonable and delinquent, diligent inquiry, <laughs> at that point a body is legally available to be used as a cadaver and for barrier, burial in a potter's field, which is... Hard Island. Yeah. That's another thing they call it. Right. Uh, medical schools have the right to uh, refuse bodies for cadavers. Bodies they reject are past the mortuary classes for embalmment training. Oh, okay. Which is required if you're trying to get your funeral director's mm-hmm. license. License. So that's, yeah. So they that can take sense. these bodies and be like, oh, this school can have it for science, and if they don't want it, then we'll just give it to these people who are learning how to you know, embalm. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be embalmed by an amateur. Yeah. Seriously. Me too. And then they can just go like, well, you fucked that one up to me, but it's okay. It's just going to Heart Island. Oh, That's so sad, that isn't is it? That is sad. That person mattered to somebody. Yeah. Uh, views differ on whether the role of cadavers in teaching doctors or undertakers should outweigh any concerns about consent, religious prohibitions, mm. or disparate. Dis, dis <laughs> I don't sure. know that word. That's Treatment okay. of the poor. So, like, oh, they're not okay. even taking in, like, uh, you know, people's religious wishes. Or, right. Like, or yeah. Like, yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, that's shit. It's like how, like, you have to... Before you die, you have to say if you want to donate your organs or not, right? So, like, if the person hasn't consented to being a cadaver, mm-hmm. then that's, like, sketch. See, but I, there, I'll get to that, but oh. there's even shit about that. Like, oh. people not giving consent. Uh-huh. And then 
it happening anyway. I know. Yeah. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. (laughs) It's almost like, why tick yes or no on, like, organ donor if it doesn't matter if if you're going to decide. Yeah. You're not going to honor the person's wishes. Wishes. (laughs) Wishes. Honor. Please honor my wishes, Krista. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Fine. I'm just saying. What's the point if you're not going to honor them? Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because, like, from the sound of it, even, like, people who are, like, I have a will, I have a... Right. Whatever. I have a family. They're like, okay, cool. All right. Uh, Even some anatom... Anatomists? Sure. I've got too many big words. That's okay. Now, argue that the government's power to appropriate the bodies of the marginalized should be unacceptable today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But most people are most people are simply unaware of the practice. Obviously, like uh, yeah. I had no idea this was going this. on. It's fascinating. Um, with the rise of private body donations, most medical schools no longer claim corpses from the city morgue. Still, the city has offered at least four thousand bodies to medical or mortuary programs in the past decade. Among these, more than one thousand eight hundred seventy-seven were selected before a belated Heart Island burial record show. The city temporarily halted the flow of cadavers in 2014 after the medical examiner's office was caught in a series of blunders, including bodies getting lost or mixed up. Cod. <laughs> I said God, not cod. Sorry. <laughs> ah, codfish. Codfish. <laughs> <laughs> but the practice, resumed, the practice resumed last spring when a mortuary school sued. So, like, they sued, but then, like, resumed? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm sure. So the city can decline to identify the cadavers because of, like, some privacy law. They can be like, you know, you don't get to know who this person is that we're... Well, that's... That's so weird. Mm -hmm. Sketchy as hell. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It really is. (laughs) (laughs) So, Citing security, security, the city's corrections department repeatedly rebuffed the Times' request to witness Hart Island's burials firsthand. But in March, they approved the use of drones to fly around the island and mm. record it on mm-hmm. video. So, because they won't let the public on the island. Right. It's just, like, the more city officials or whatever uh-huh. and the Rikers prisoners that do yeah. their burials. But, like, uh-huh. well, and aside from people visiting the gazebo. The gazebo. The visitors. The gazebo. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, won't let people on the island. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's laws basically saying that, like, the bodies would have been buried by the state's expense. They have to be donated to science. Or, like, can be donated to science. Mm-hmm. Don't have to be. But yeah. uh, in practice, those buried on Hearts Island, only a portion, roughly 300 to 600 out of 1,500 annually were ever officially offered as anatomical specimens on a weekly or bi-weekly list sure. discreetly circulated by medical examiner's offices. And they cite things like name, age, race, sex, um, place, and date of death. Mm. But even fewer were chosen. And then there's this guy, Jason... Oh God, his last name. Chiaramonte? Yeah. Chiaramonte? I like it. A funeral director. <laughs> yep. Who handled the acquisition of City bodies, as they call them. Oh. Those are the, like, unclaimed, uh-huh. whatever they call them, yeah. city bodies. City bodies. Mm-hmm. He worked for Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx. He's quoted as saying, it's like, hey, Jason, we have ten people here. We're going to bury them at Potter's Field next week if you want to take a look and see if you can use some. Oh, okay. So, like, he's saying, like, they'll be like, here's a bunch of people. 
Take your pick. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Pick which ones you want to experiment on. Yeah. And bomb. Dissect. Whatever. What have you. Oh, Cadaver. It's so crazy. Oh, yeah. So here's, yeah. An opt-out provision in the law would seem to exempt the bodies of people who indicate that they do not wish to be dissected or embalmed after death. But few are aware of it, and it may be unenforceable. Oh, God. Yikes. Yeah, see, so it's like, you can be like, I "I don't want you to dissect me. And then they could just be like, oh, we didn't didn't know. know. We didn't see in the... (sighs) Certainly it was unknown in the 1990s. (laughs) In a, uh, in a single room occupancy hotel where African American woman Gwendolyn Burke blind and blind and halt after a lifetime of menial work had no way to avoid the potter's fields. Mm. Sure enough, when she died at 89, Mrs. Burke went to Hart Island, but first the Albert Einstein College of Medicine claimed her as a cadaver and used her body for dissection for 13 months. Shit. Before she was finally buried, buried. in 2000. Oof. Yeah. In another trench lies Doris McCree, a widow who retired as the head of records retention for con- 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 Continental. <laughs> oh, just yeah, Continental Grain, one of the world's largest privately held corporations. She outlived her family, um, but had made careful pre- provisions to be laid to rest with her husband in a cemetery in Turner, Turner Falls, Mass. Mm. And she died at 1 o'clock on July 12, July 10th, 2012. She had a generous prepaid burial plan and more than $5,400 in her personal account at the nursing home where she had lived for the last 15 years. Yet three days later, the city issued a permit to put her in Potter's Field. And within four months, she was in a trench with 148 others. So, like, even people... That's so crazy. Yeah, even people who were like, I have a plot, I have... Here's all this money to pay for my funeral expenses yeah. they had it all set aside and the city was just like well put her in potter's farm that's so weird isn't it yeah i don't get it that's so weird i don't i don't get it oh. <laughs> <sighs> anyways i have a little bit more i'm almost done <laughs> no, you're good. You're fine. there's a lot of info no, i only I handpicked a little bit of no, it but it's fine oh man it's fascinating it is right yeah i'm like terrifying absolutely like, please don't die let in New me York. Oh. <laughs> or die in New York. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Especially if you're in by yourself. Oh. Or in, <laughs> in the Bronx. Yeah. Well, nobody die in the Bronx. Please don't. They'll just be like, well, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Emmett Panton, 57, uh, was placed on a ventilator in 2008 after suffering from a severe stroke. For five years, he was repeatedly reported. To only have one living relative, an older brother, on active military duty somewhere in Iraq. Mm. No one asked the army to track down his brother, Master mm. Sergeant Gerard Panton, even uh, when the younger brother died at 62 in July 2013 and was sent to Hart Island, and his name was misspelled in their records. They didn't oh, even no. spell his name right. <sighs> what assholes. Yeah. The brothers were two of nine siblings in a family from Trinidad. Relatives there and in the United States had been trying to find Emmett for nearly a year when they learned from a website that he had died. Immobile voiceless. <laughs> they learned from a website? They learned from a website. That's so yeah. sad. Immobile voiceless suffering from bed sores and depression. He had been transferred to at least four medical institutions under the supervision of a court-appointed guardian in his last years of life. So, before he died, they kept telling us they couldn't find him, Sergeant Panton said. 
when reached in Florida, where he had retired from the Army at 69 in 2015 after deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan. Up until now, we didn't know where the body was. And I told them, this is America. If somebody went to the hospital or went to a nursing home, how can they not know where it is? (laughs) True. Well, yeah. This is how. So, yeah, they, they... didn't even look to try and find this guy's brother. Yeah. Like, didn't even try to contact him. Mm-hmm. And then when... And then they tried to find his body for over a year. Emmett's the guy that yeah, died. right. And, like, the hospitals were like, we don't know where he is. It's, How do you not know? I don't know. How do you That's not know? It's messed up. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, of the more than 65,000 people buried on Heart Island since 1980, at least 52,000 died in hospitals or nursing homes. Okay. Some died or were found elsewhere, including over 275 locations throughout New York City. So, Mm. transportation, infrastructure, subways, trains, bus stations, or airports. Okay. So, like, murder victims. Others washed up <laughs> in New York's rivers, creeks, bays, or other water features. Okay. Murder, murder victims. victims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like those last two, murder, murder victims. victims. And some in the hospitals and nursing homes could also be. Also be murder victims. Murder victims, probably. Yeah. Odds are. Yes. Odds are. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well, and there is a bunch of other stuff that Link, I kind of, I didn't really want to touch on it because. Okay. Well, it was just. <laughs> I, okay, so I'll touch on it, but like more briefly, like because no, it was kind fine. of it was kind of a lot, but it was no, like it's fine. there was just like a lot of stuff with like legal, oh, you know, like yeah, lawyers and like whatever, and it like a lot of stuff where it was like people who were appointed guardians who were supposed to take care of them, yeah. and instead mostly just abused their privileges, oh, like. Okay. Yeah, like, this yeah. person got, like, a $700 Social Security check every month, and their guardian was taking 500 of it. Right. You know? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's, like, their guardians, even though they're, like, in an... Just a lot of shitty people, basically. Yeah. Like, people, like, <laughs> taking advantage of elderly and elderly. sick. And yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. This is super depressing. It is depressing. Sorry. I'm sorry. But it's also super fascinating. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, there's a million, over a million bodies. It just... Well, and that it's still happening is what's insane. Like... It's still going on. Yeah. And just, like, people... And then nobody talks about it. Yeah, no one talks about it. I can't. I I didn't even Mm -hmm. know anything about this. I... I... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's still going on. It's crazy. Baffled, really. Yeah. But I, okay, so I had my last thing. Yeah. It's sort of to, to end, to round this whole story out. <laughs> yes. On sort of a happier-ish. Sure. A happier-ish note. <laughs> as happy as you can. Right. Get. With, with a murder field. With a murder field. <laughs> That's what this episode's called. Murder field. Murder field. I love it. The murder fields of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> All right. So, Monica Murray... The oldest in a large Irish Catholic family had married at 20. She was a good, protective mother to her two daughters, Maureen and Linda. But in 1986, when they were 22 and 17, she abruptly emptied the family's bank account and vanished. Mm. Yes, the family is confused, hurt, obviously. They're like, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Uh, she resurfaced briefly in St. Lucia. St. Lucia? Yeah. Yeah. Lucia. Uh, yeah. Lucia. Yeah. She was living with an abusive man and was asking them for more money. Ah. Yeah. 
great. Their father, who had filed a missing persons report, quickly filed for a divorce. <sighs> like, was like, oh, there you are. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously just, like, drove like a bigger wedge, wedge. Be- like the daughters were just like what, what? i'm <laughs> yeah sweeties uh, yeah so uh they had one more sighting uh, of their mother in a halfway house on long island in 1988 but other than that they didn't hear from her or see her for 25 years wow yeah so in june of 2013 you said this is happy-ish i'm getting it okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. Okay, I'll I'm sorry. Get there. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so in June of 2013, their father gets a call that she had passed away and was buried on Hart Island. So they start to learn about where she's been and find out that she spent a decade in Creedmoor, a psychiatric institute in Queens, before she was transferred to New, New Surfside Nursing Home in 1998. They, fi- they find out for the first time that she had been suffering from Huntington's disease. Oh, Something that ran in her family. That breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. So those with the disease become unable to talk, walk, or swallow. And symptoms usually manifest in your 30s or 40s. And... Oh, my cat. <laughs> I thought we were about to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the shit that he does when I don't let him in or out of the room. He sticks oh. his paw under the door and he oh, fucking, like, rattles, rattles it. Rattles it. Scares the Jesus oh, out of me. I thought we were dying. <laughs> <laughs> So I was getting ready to like run. I was like, I was pressed. Symptoms usually manifest in their 30s or 40s and often begin with impulsive manic behavior, such as cleaning out your bank account and fucking leaving. Leaving. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh. So this whole time they've been like, it even says in here, like, they just fucking hated their mom. Right. Like, they were like, she's trash. Because she cleared out the bank account and fucking left. And left. And abandoned them. And yeah. And now they're finding out after the fact that she was suffering from this, like, really shitty disease. disease. It's like a brain disease. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. And she spent all this time. Like, she's likely not aware of... What she's doing. What she's doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And or, she spent all this time in a psychiatric institute mm-hmm. and, like, a nursing, nursing home. home. So sad. Yeah. So she had no visitors. Nah. Which, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she was ransacked with seizures and was unable to speak. So the family including cousins, uncles, etc., like not just the daughters and dad, decide to find a way to get her body exhumed from Hart Island and brought to their family plot in St. Charles Resurrection Cemeteries in Farmingdale on Long Island. When she died, Mrs. Murray had $6,887 left in her personal account at New Surfside, which, again, six grand. Yeah. And they still buried her on Hart Island. Right. But she was buried as an indigenous? Indigent? Sure. Because the nursing home, which had collected $1.1 million for Medicaid for her over the last decade of her life, failed to turn over the remaining funds promptly. So, yeah, the nursing home didn't turn over the funds, so they sent her to Hard Island. Right. So that's like, yeah. They're so savage. Oh, and the home declined to comment. No. The home that lost the money. Uh Uh-huh. But then, later, the money would suddenly resurface. Imagine that. And the Queens County Public Administrator offered... A funeral home, $4,295 to disinter and transfer her body from the from a hard island to a New Jersey graveyard and bury her in a plot with no markers. Mm. So, like, they were like, sorry, we fucked up, here's some money. But then they were just going to transfer her to a plot with no, like... Right. Like, is that much better? I don't, I mean... 
Not really. Not really. Not really. (laughs) But when they checked um, for her body on Heart Island, she was not there because her family had previously managed to successfully get her body removed (laughs) from the plot. Snatched. And her headstone now reads, loving mother, daughter, sister, and aunt. So, still sad. But. But they got her exhumed. They got yeah. her brought off Heart Island, and now she has her own headstone and yeah. is buried, and they can visit her. There was one more success story, but oh, they're kind of long-winded. And <laughs> <laughs> so there have been some people who have managed to get their loved ones off the island. Off the islands, you know, if their records aren't fucking lost or right. like their name is spelled wrong. What if they're like, "Sorry, but your mom is six deep and four over." Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like what like, if they're just like can't be done? Mm-hmm. So crazy, and it sounds like like what they do too is like so they dig the plot and they fill it with bodies, yeah, and then they cover it with soil, and then they put another layer on top of it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> so, <laughs> whew, uh, it's intense, yeah, and it's still going on, yeah. So, which is fucking wild. It is like so. Don't live in New York. Okay. <laughs> Don't live in New York. Don't, don't die, die in New York. York. Or the Bronx. Especially the Bronx. Bronx but. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, My little heart. So that's mine. I love it. It was a little, was a little heavy, but... No, it's okay. Mine's violent. <laughs> <laughs> I love violence. Bring it on. Okay, are we ready? Are we ready for mine? I'm so ready. So we're going to talk about my favorite serial killer <gasps> of all time. I love serial killer. Right? I'm ready. I'm ready. I think I was putting this off, like, pretending that I was kind of normal. I'm, like, not a freak. <laughs> Stop doing that. I know. But I, he's my fave, and so I want to talk about him. Ted Bundy. Oh, I'm Ted just kidding. Bundy. Not <laughs> Ted Bundy. We're going to talk about Herman Webster Mudgett. Oh. A.K.A. Motherfucking H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> so... He's sort of heralded as, like, the United States' first serial killer, uh-huh. right? You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You've heard about him, yeah. Yeah. And Murder Castle. I don't know a ton, but yeah, I know about Murder Castle. Okay. I know about that being a first. Yes. The first crazy among a, a sea of crazies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I want to talk about, like, his whole life, not just mm-hmm. Murder Castle. All right. Shit. Yeah. So, he was born in New Hampshire, May 16th, 1861. Damn. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It was. <laughs> it was. I can't even fathom it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to Levi Horton Mudgett and Theodate Page Price. Theodate. I think so. Theodati? Sure. <laughs> Names are hard. Well, this one's rough. Uh-huh. T-H-E-O-D-A-T-E. Mm. Theodate, right? Mm-hmm. Mouth is full of jello pots. And he had an older sister, an older brother, and a younger brother. So he was kind of a middle child. Middle child syndrome. I know. Poor kid. Yeah, poor kid. (laughs) (laughs) Poor kid. Don't feel bad for him. Yeah, no, don't. (laughs) (laughs) He will go on to kill many people. Many people. (laughs) Oh, sorry, spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Um,. And his father was known to be, like, a strict parent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and kind of, like, there's a lot of fables about his early, like, childhood. And nothing is super confirmed. Oh. 
So if you want hard facts, <laughs> go <laughs> this up. is not the podcast this is not for the podcast you. For you. <laughs> Because everything was kind of conflicting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places said that he had, like, the typical serial killer impulses where, like, he tortured animals. Mm-hmm. But to dissect them is what he wanted. It was for science. Yeah, basically. Um, he was, a, from what I read, <laughs> he was a really, really smart kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and would dissect animals and all that shit. Um, and he was bullied a lot as a kid. Um, so there's this story that, uh, he had a run in with the neighborhood bullies Mm -hmm. and they took him to this office, to this doctor's office where there was a skeleton there, like a human skeleton and they wanted to freak him out and like make him touch it and shit. Um, but instead of scaring him, he was like super into it. (laughs) He was like, Oh God, yes. Are we besties now? Yeah. Um, He has, like, a memoir. Mm -hmm. Like, he wrote a memoir about his life. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, like, Holmes himself said, it was a wicked and dangerous thing to do to a child of tender years and health. Oh, but he loved it. But he loved it. But he lived for it. Yeah. I don't know why he's mad. He's like, how wicked. (laughs) As he's stroking the skeleton. Right? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) So... He graduates high school at the age of 16 Mm -hmm. and marries Clara Lovering on July 4th in 1878. All right. Yeah. And like a couple years later, she pops out a kid named Robert. Go team. (laughs) Kids. Go Rob. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rob is the hero of this story. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then at the age of 18, he enrolls in university um, University of Vermont, and he said that they sucked. <laughs> so he drops out a year later. He's like, fuck this school. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and then he enrolls in the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery program mm. in 1882. Red flag. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he graduated in 1884, mm-hmm. so like two years in medical school. Wow. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. He learned a lot. Things were different back then. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but his student loans aren't that bad. Probably not. <laughs> so while he was at medical school, um, he was well known for, like, being a con artist, basically. Mm-hmm. He would steal the bodies from labs. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> from Art Island? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> their paths may have crossed <laughs> um, yeah he would steal the bodies from the labs and like do insurance claims on them oh like he would rough up the bodies and name them and disfigure them jesus and, yeah and like pass them off as other people mm. and claim insurance money on them. so he did all that while he was at school um and then right before he graduates clara is like, your sketch, I'm out of here. Bye. Like, Did she take Rob? Uh, yes. Oh, she good. takes Rob, and she moves back to New Hampshire, and she just kind of leaves him. Um, there are claims of abuse. like uh, With Clara? Or yes, with Clara. Like, a, a classmate said that they saw Holmes get rough with Clara. Mm. So, who knows? She liked it. Sure. It's <laughs> like, bedroom play. <laughs> yeah, so she, she leaves. She goes she moves back to New Hampshire and just kinda hangs out. Like 
She just leaves. <laughs> Uh, so he's graduated from college. Is that a good one? <laughs> I was a little bit sour. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, so he's graduated, and he just starts killing people. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's what yeah. you do after college, right? Yeah. So he moves to um, Moore's Moore's. There's a couple <laughs> R's in there. New York. So New York. <gasps> oh my goodness! I know. I Not know. the Bronx, though. Not the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's there, and these rumors start floating around that he may have killed a little boy oh. because the boy was last seen with him and Yikes. disappeared. So yeah. So like, he's like, "Oh, what? No!" and leaves town. Not me. Bye. Yeah, he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> So then he gets a job at a drugstore in Philly, and another boy dies from medicine got gotten bought from the drugstore. Oh. So again, he's like, what? No. And, and leaves. leaves. <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. Yes, you will. <laughs> uh, and after he leaves, he finally changes his... Changes his? Changes his name. <laughs> changes, changes his. Changes his. Changes his name to Henry Howard Holmes. H. H. Holmes. Yeah, H. H. Holmes. They. Uh, no middle name. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not a true serial killer. They have middle names. Well, Howard. <laughs> I mean, Howard counts, right? Howard. Henry Howard Holmes. Oh. H. H. Holmes. Yeah, you're right. It. It counts. Oh, it does count. What the. Never mind. Ignore me. You have a lot of vodka in you. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, so he changes his name just in case anyone comes looking for Herman Mudgett. Which, not going to lie, like, I would have changed my name a long time ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mudgett. Wow. No wonder he was bullied. Uh, Those They are. Goddamn. So, now the year is 1886. Mm -hmm. uh, And Holmes marries Murda Belknap. Yep. And you'll recall that he's already married. He's still married to Clara. Oh. They didn't divorce? Nope. Oh. So, two wives, living large. (laughs) (laughs) Is this taking place in Utah? (laughs) Right? No, it's not. Uh, But after he he marries Murda, he does file for a divorce from Clara. Oh. But he cites that Clara was, um, like, had cheated on him. Uh -uh. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Please. Right. H.H. Holmes, please. Please. <laughs> just kidding. That's the name of our episode. That's the name of our episode. H.H. Holmes, please. <laughs> Everything's just going to end with please. please. Every episode, it's just going to be like, please. Please. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, like, files all these charges against Clara, and but, but the divorce is never finalized because nothing can be proven. Mm-hmm. And records show that, like, Clara didn't even know any of this was going on. Oh. So, like... She didn't know that he had accused her of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, what? What? Yeah. And she's kind of, like, never heard from... Like, not that she's never heard from I was going to say... That's the end of her part of the story. She was the first victim <laughs> in, the, in the murder castle. Wives? His wives survived. What? Shit. I know. That's impressive. I know. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. So. Right. Murda. He's married Murda. And that means we're in Chicago now. Okay. Which means murder, murder castle. castle time. Yes. All right. Yes. 
But first, before he starts building it, he gets a job at a drugstore because that worked out so well before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And again, like, I feel like there's a lot of fable about this man. Mm -hmm. And I want it all to be true. (laughs) (laughs) I just want all of these. I want it all to be true. (laughs) Um, So he works at this drugstore and he's a really good employee. Mm -hmm. And they, they like and appreciate him as a husband and wife that own the store. Okay. So, reports... They were his first victims. Uh (gasps) Reports say... Reports say that mm -hmm, they were some of his first victims, and they were murdered. Um, Don't show appreciation for that man. He'll murder you. (laughs) Yeah, same. Yeah, he... he, Not good. (laughs) So... Uh, there was another article that said that, like, this couple, like, just, like, moved away and lived a long and happy life together. Mm. But I think he murdered them. You're like, what's fact? <laughs> I don't know. I think he murdered them personally. Mm-hmm. And he bought the store, like, the drugstore. Oh, well, then he murdered them. Right? right? I think he Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just going to give up their... If, especially if it was successful. Yeah, it was. Okay, then no. Yeah, I think they got murdered. You're such a good employee. Do you want to buy our business? Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We so. just bought a vacation home. <laughs> <laughs> it's just off Hard Island. Have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go there, and you're never going to hear from us again. Mm-hmm. So he buys the drugstore, and it's doing really well. So he buys the plot of land across the street. Which is where he starts building his castle. A beautiful, beautiful castle. A beautiful castle yes. for his princess, Murda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it, um, construction begins in 1887, and it's the neighbors, like, all the neighbors are, they name it a castle. Like, they're the ones that call it a mm-hmm. castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes up the whole block. Like, it's a block long. Like the whole block is this is castle. The ha- is, is the house? Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge house. I. Sorry, castle. <laughs> castle. <Excuse>. My bad. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, and it's three stories tall. Mm-hmm. The bottom story is, like, rented out to shops, like mm-hmm. other shopkeepers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have their stores on the bottom level. Um, and then the top two levels, the middle level was, like, a hotel. Mm-hmm. I say that with air quotes. <laughs> a hotel. <laughs> a hotel. Mm-hmm. And the top level was where more, like, the torture chambers were. And, like, and his, the top level? his office and some of them. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, why wouldn't you put your torture shit underground? Well, he didn't. <laughs> he, yeah. Fail. Yeah, so <laughs> he's the one that designed this house. Okay. So that nobody could, like, figure it out, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's just a maze. It's a maze of rooms with... Room within rooms and doors that go nowhere and, like, locked chambers and, like, a chute that takes people to the basement. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd style? I, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I have a list here of, like, supposed rooms. And you can find, like, photos of, like, plans and stuff mm-hmm. online. Um, but, yeah, so there were asphyxiation chambers... Where he would suffocate his victims with gas, uh, iron plates, which prevented the guests guests you know, from being able to beat their way out of the rooms. Oh my god! And kept the noise to a minimum, so like nobody could hear that people were being tortured. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was. So a- wait, did people actually stay in this <clears throat> so-called hotel? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who? Tons of people. Who in the fuck? I. I don't know. I. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. <laughs> 
cool. Right? <laughs> there was a, a blowtorch. Gas-driven fire blowtorches were fixed to the walls uh, in order to burn and torture the victims to death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a dissecting table in the basement used to slowly remove body parts while the victims were still alive or dead. Either or. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there was a crematory in the basement as well uh, where he would burn the bodies alive or dead. Whichever. Mm-hmm. There were acid vats where bodies could be dissolved of like all their flesh and stuff. Good God. Because all these bodies that he would like send to the basement and dissect and whatever, he would sell the skeletons to schools. <laughs> like medical schools and stuff. Or film companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, poltergeist. <laughs> Throwback to episode one. Last Monday. Last Monday. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was just, like, tons of rooms with tons of torture, basically. Messed up. I love torture. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but while, so he's building, while he's building his, like, murder castle, Mm -hmm. um, it takes, I didn't have, like, no place gave an exact date for its completion. Okay. Um, but it basically took years and years because he conned everybody into building it for him. So he didn't pay for he it? He didn't pay for any of it. Oh, yeah. He would just hire workers, have them do work, and then fire them. Living the high life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's murdering people and building his castle. <laughs> like you do, you Sounds know? Sounds legit. Yeah. In 1889, he has another child with Murda. So he's got Robert with Clara, mm-hmm. and now he has... A daughter, Lucy, with Murda. Born July 4th, 1889. Yeah. So, Murda Cat. I would be born 100 years later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this podcast is actually about me? It is about you. Yeah. All about you. And, you know, <laughs> eventually we're just going to we're gonna get there. We're waiting until we get enough followers. Slow build. Mm-hmm. It's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, this episode is about it's me. About me. <laughs> No, I would never I do that. <laughs> I just saying I would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Holmes is known to be insanely charming. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of serial killers. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. What is up with that? <laughs> Murder me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. Um, yeah. So he starts having an affair with a woman named Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julia's husband works as a jeweler in one of the shops downstairs. Like in the ba- not basement, but like floor level. In his murder castle? Mm-hmm. In the castle. He's got shops. Hold on. He's got shops? In shops in the, in the like floor level. Mm. The, like, yeah, it's all shops, like different kinds of shops. And like, he moved the drugstore over there. And like, yeah. So floor level is all shops. Weird. Yeah. So he starts having an affair with this woman and the husband finds out and leaves. Like, he mm-hmm. just fucking leaves, and leaves Julia and their daughter, Pearl, <laughs> with Holmes. Wow. hmm Um, and in 1891, Pearl and Julia disappear on Christmas. Never seen again. <laughs> Man. I know. He went on a vacation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Later, Holmes said that she died of a botched abortion, but sounds fake. <laughs> a botched abortion he was doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was known to do, like, hundreds of abortions, like, in he his- He did abortions? In his basement. Uh-huh. 
So on top of murdering people and, like, torturing them in his chambers of horrors, he's also doing abortions in the basement. But, like, abortions, like... And sometimes they didn't make it. Like, obviously. Like, the mothers. So right? I, so he's doing abortions and these women are actually leaving? Like, he's I not think some of them are, killing yeah. them? He's just... Uh-huh. Well, except for the ones that didn't make yeah. it. Obviously, yeah. he killed right. them. But, yeah. Wow. Uh-huh, 100%. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blown away right now. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, so after, like, shortly after Julia and Pearl disappear at the same time, he meets his best friend, Benjamin Peitzel. Yes. Oh. And him and Benjamin, sweet Benny, they start doing insurance scams together. <laughs> Which is where, like, their money comes from, basically. Did you know we're going to start doing insurance? <laughs> That's what best friends do. That's what we do. Yeah, okay. we just do scams Scams together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me know when you're... Re- oh, we shouldn't... We're going to cut this out. <laughs> we can't let people know. We can't let people know this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so him and Benny are doing insurance scams together. They're having a grand old time. Mm. He's still murdering people. And he murders a lot of his employees. Like, he gets women to come and work for him. Oh. <laughs> I hope the microphone picked up that. <laughs> that was a whipped cream bottle. It was a whipped cream bottle. <laughs> uh, like, um, there was this woman, Emmeline uh, Sigrand, and she disappeared in May of 1892. Was she one of his employees? She was an employee. No one knows what happened to her. We know. Good lord. Murdered. Yeah. Murdered. Her body was probably sold to schools. Or she was dissolved in a vat of acid. Uh, that true. That true. That too. <laughs> <laughs> that true. <laughs> well, it is true. Anyway. Yeah, so he's doing all sorts of shit. So then the World's Fair begins in 1893. And he opens up his castle as a hotel. This is when he's hoteling. <laughs> I did a short hoteling <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, and he just convinces people to come and stay. And the, the castle was only three miles away from the fair. Okay. So it was pretty close. And, like, accommodations were scarce. Mm-hmm. Not and, a lot of options. Uh-huh. Yep. And he was charming and... So people would just come and stay at the hotel and probably not leave, to be honest. Yeah. So. I love this hotel. I'm going to stay forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so he meets this girl, Minnie Williams, and he convinces her to come and work for him as a stenographer, Mm -hmm. which, why would you need one? But okay. (laughs) Sure. Wait, what is a stenographer? It's like typing and like taking notes and shit. Okay. Writing, writing things down. Well, yeah, but why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I say a lot of very important things. Yes. Write this down, Minnie. So <laughs> New life philosophy, Minnie. Write this down. <laughs> we need a Minnie. We need a Minnie. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> we do. We need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really do. Right. <laughs> so he convinces her to come and work for him. And then he also convinces her... To give him the deed to property that she owns in Fort Worth, Texas. 
Because Texas. Because he's charming. Because Texas. <laughs> because Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. And Minnie and does it. Like, she's like, sure. And Who then, would do that? I don't know. To, like, give up their property? Yeah. To, I have no idea. All right. To a complete stranger. Um, and then... I don't get it. Yeah, same. <laughs> so then Minnie convinces her sister, Nanny, to hmm. come and visit. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Nanny dies. They both disappear. Oh, convenient. Yep. They uh, write letters home saying that they're accompanying Brother Harry to Europe and are never seen after July 5th, 1893. Brother Harry? I don't know. <laughs> You'll know who Brother Harry You'll is. Know. I'm assuming. We're accompanying him. You'll know. Who <laughs> You'll <he is>. know. <laughs> Please. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what I find actually kind of fascinating is that. So, people are disappearing. He is murdering shitloads of people. Uh-huh. It's going unnoticed. Nobody notices anything. Like, nothing. And, like, what actually trips him up and, like, he gets caught by insurance scams. Like, <laughs> like it's not murder. It's not for murder. They love that. It's wild. Yeah. When it's, like... There's somebody who's like just killing people and getting away with it, getting away and then with they it. get caught doing something, something else, else entirely. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if you, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I don't. It's I, fascinating. I sound, I sound like I'm like <laughs> you could have got away with it, buddy. <laughs> like, well, he could have. Yeah, but you want them to get caught, right? Oh yeah. Like, like <laughs> I want him to get caught, but he could like oh, he could have totally gotten away with he it. He could have. Yeah. Like, he probably had enough money at that point. He didn't need insurance yeah, scams. But he can't help it. So, it's 1894, and Holmes marries another woman. Oh, what happened? To, oh, never Murda's mind. still, she's still fine with Lucy. What? She lives in uh, Wilmet, Wilmet, Wilhemet. Okay. Um, in Chicago. Uh, okay. Not in Chicago. But they're still married? They're still married. And he gets married again? And he gets married again to Georgina Yoke. On January 17th in Denver, Colorado. Oh. Just random. This. So he has three wives. They're all still alive. And they're all okay. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. He killed his one mistress, though. Yeah. Julie? Julie? Julia. Yeah. Yeah. She is dead. <sighs> yes. And he also, like, posed as Minnie's fiance. Mm-hmm. Minnie also died. To get her property? I think so. Mm-hmm. Assuming. Right. So... But wait, her, her property was somewhere else? It was in Fort Worth, Texas. And and he got the deed for it. Why? From her, I don't know. But is there anything in any of the stories about what he did with the property or he just wanted it? He just wanted it. What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. H.H. motherfucking Holmes mm-hmm. is some kind of motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's wild. Jesus. Right. So he's marries Georgina. Mm-hmm. I don't because just because I guess <laughs> may as well just because so yeah later that year he's arrested in Texas because Texas <laughs> and for a horse swindle gone wrong a horse swindle <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh what a thing I know. To, what a thing to get caught for right so while he's in prison he meets this guy named Marion Hedgepeth Marion is a Marion as a, as a yeah as a dude, and he tells Marion all of his plans about this big insurance scam he's going to do, and, he, and Holmes t- 
tells Marion he's going to fake his own death. Right? And Marion is like, I'll help you. And Holmes is like, great. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> so he makes a new bestie. He makes a new bestie. And they're like, let's pretend murder. Yeah. Guess what? It doesn't go well. Oh, imagine that. Yep. The insurance companies are like, sounds fake. And don't pay out. <laughs> sounds fake. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> so Holmes is like, oh, but Peitzel, you're my bestie. Mm-hmm. Let's fake your death instead. Or real your death. Yep. <laughs> he kills Peitzel. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. And who? That's me. What's you? I was like, is the cat licking my foot? (laughs) It's just your foot. It's just me. It's you. Hey. Uh, Yeah. So they. So he actually kills his friend Peitzel, and the insurance companies are like, "Oh yeah, that's him. Here's ten grand." (laughs) (laughs) I love that he fell for that. Right. Like, let's fake your death. Uh huh. Okay, let's do it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah. Basically. You're dead. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so awesome. <laughs> so Holmes is now trying to juggle this lie okay. because he's telling Peitzel's wife that mm-hmm. Peitzel's fine and that he's in London. Because, <laughs> okay. yeah, because they're supposed to split the money. Mm. So, he's, so is she, like, asking for the money? Uh, not necessarily. Mm. Um, but they, but he, so he's trying to, like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> But he somehow convinces her to give him three of her five kids. So he's now in custody of three of Peitzel's children. Uh, The oldest and the baby stay with the mom, the wife. And they're, like, going on this weird, like, cross-country tour. Like, they go up into Canada and shit. I'm sorry. Who gives a stranger their fucking children? I don't know. I am completely baffled right now. Mrs. Peitzel. Out of everything in this fucking episode, <laughs> who gives a stranger yep. their children? Yep. I am blown away. Yep. I feel like that's like the second time I've said that this episode, <laughs> or maybe more. I don't know. I don't I know care. Is my mind is blown, blown right now. Blowness away. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Like, Jesus. And and but like, she kept the eldest and the baby. Uh-huh. So we're good. We're good. She's like, I can't afford to feed these ones. Take them. Or like she just was like, well, this one's a shithead. <laughs> this one. Take them. Yeah. <laughs> please. Take them, please. Yeah. But yeah, so they like travel all over and he's kind of on the run at this point. Mm-hmm. But he's like. Because of the insurance <coughs> scam? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because his dear friend Marion that he made in prison. Mm-hmm. You remember Marion? The one he killed. He oh. didn't kill Marion. What? He just killed Benjamin Peitzel. Oh, yeah, yeah. He okay, killed yeah. Ben- Benji. Yeah. <gasps> so Marion's right. alive, but Marion is pissed because Holmes didn't pay him. Mm-hmm. Like, Holmes swindled him. So Marion goes to the cops mm-hmm. and tells them everything. Wow. Don't fuck with Marion. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it blows my mind because Marion is the reason that Holmes gets caught. Uh-huh. Like, if Holmes had not... If he would have just paid him... If he would have just paid him, he would have gotten away with everything. All this shit. <laughs> Yep. Well, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, it's true. Except for he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so now the cops are chasing him, and they're going all over. Um, and Holmes is now afraid that the children are going to turn on him. So he kills them. So he kills them. Oh, yeah. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. So they must be like first their mom just sends them away, away. Mm-hmm. and then they get fucking murdered. Murdered. Mm-hmm. Well. <sighs> And two of them, so there's 
two girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. The two girls, Alice and Nellie. He puts them in a trunk. He locks them in a trunk. Aww. Drills a hole in it. Puts a hose in and Aww. gasses them. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, Aww. yeah. He's a fucking monster. And I'm so saddened. Yeah, my yeah. heart. So, and he was renting a house. Like he murdered them in this house he was renting, and just buries them on the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, eventually, detectives find the bodies of the girls, mm-hmm. and Nellie's feet have been cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because Nellie had a club foot, mm-hmm. which is, like, an easy identifier. Mm-hmm. So they think that he cut them off so that she couldn't be identified as easily. But well, she was anyway. I know. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then they track him to Indianapolis and they discover the body of Howard Peitzel. So mm-hmm. it's the, the son that he had, the boy mm-hmm. that he took with him. Um, and the boy has been dismembered and burned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So finally he's caught in Boston and he's arrested on November 17th, 1894. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yep. Yep. So then did they just like... Did they just, like, go in and, like, just in his house? Like, did they just go, like, holy shit? Like, right. how did they do okay, yeah. Are you so, getting there? Yeah, so so he's finally arrested, and there was a maintenance worker <laughs> oh. who was like, you know, he has this place. I've never been allowed in the upper levels. You oh, might want to look there. Yeah. So that's when they finally go into the murder house and see everything that's happened. So, like, nobody knew any of this stuff. Until then. Until then. Yeah. And, like, <sighs> it's wild. Oh, my God. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, they finally investigate the murder castle, like, after he's been arrested and, like, killed how many people. Whoever. Yeah. Oh, who knows how many. Um, and he goes on trial for murder uh, for Benjamin Peitzel. And that's it. Just for Benjamin Just for Benjamin, <laughs> Benjamin Peitzel. Like, yeah. No other murders. Even though they know he murdered the Peitzel children, Mm -hmm. he's not on trial for that. Jeez. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, So, while in prison, he confesses to 27 murders and six attempted murders. God. Yeah. Um, But, like, a lot of people think the number is closer to 100 or maybe 200. Mm Mm-hmm. Like. Jesus Christ. Yep. Like, wow. Yes. Many bodies went through that basement and came mm. out skeletons. That's so sad. Uh-huh. It's wild. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're just like, man, I just need a room so I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, and it sucks because a lot of people, like, foreigners came to the World's Fair. Mm-hmm. So, like, he snagged so many foreigners and nobody noticed they were missing for months and months and months. Because they're foreigners. Because they're foreigners. Yeah. yeah. So... My God! So who knows? It's all speculative at this point. One hundred to two hundred people. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so Herman Webster Mudgett was hung on May seventh, eighteen ninety six. Justice. Yep. <laughs> and if you want more justice, his neck didn't snap. Oh. So he strangled to death for fifteen minutes. Good. Before he was finally pronounced dead, twenty minutes after the trapdoor had been. <laughs> yes. Yep. He deserved to fade a lot worse than that. Yep. Yeah. Good God. God, yeah. 
Uh, See, what's crazy to me is, like, I feel like... I mean, obviously, it's not always the case. Mm. Like, serial killers aren't... (laughs) (laughs) Serial killers aren't copy and paste. I don't don't know. Like, because I feel like there's a lot of times when it's, like, a serial killer is, like, they kill all their victims pretty much the same way. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it's, like... Raped and cut their throat. Raped and cut their throat. Right, or like have an MO. Yeah. Like a yeah. specific But with way him, that, like, I feel like he was just like... He had no MO. I want to try everything. Yep. Like, exactly. dismemberment and, like, gas chambers mm-hmm. and, like, fire and mm-hmm. just everything. everything. And it, that's... I feel like that's almost more terrifying. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he's just well, like, well, what can no, I do today? When he had no real profile. Like, he was... Women were his easiest victims. But, like, he killed men, too. Like, and children, and children. Yeah, so, like, he had no profile either. Like, wow. anybody was free game. Yeah. <sighs> mm. uh, also, so the murder castle mysteriously caught fire mm. in August of 1895. Yeah, it did. Um, and was <laughs> never, like, revived. Like, it just stood there burned. I feel like if somebody called it in, well, like, which is a big if, because yeah. I feel like if you're someone who lives there and you, like, you're like, that's a murder castle mm-hmm. and you see it on fire, for one, why would you contact the authorities? Right. But two, if someone did call it in, like, <laughs> I just picture, like, who, I, I love how I'm saying call it in. Right. Like, if this is, like, 18-something and it's like, yes. get them on the phone. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like authorities would be like, where is it? Oh, let's just let it burn. Let's let it burn. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, because, well, like, who wants to see... What are you... You may as well just tear it down once he's, yeah. once he's like, convicted right. and murdered... Not murdered. Wow. Once he's convicted <laughs> and, and put to death because... Yeah. Who's... No one's going to live there. No one's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. No one's... No, People no have died there. Oh, yeah. Well, A lot like, of people. Well, and it makes no sense as, like, habitable. Because, like, yeah. the rooms make no sense. Uh-uh. And, like... So you can't, like, really live there anyway. They're built for unheard of. Oh, yeah, pretty much. The Craigslist ad today would leave. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a place to kill your victim? <laughs> soundproof walls. It'd be a, the amenities castle. would be like... Oh, the amenities. Soundproof walls. Like, <laughs> gas chambers in the basement. <laughs> like, you know, for the modern-day serial killer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was torn down in 1938... Good. Um, and now there's a post office there. A post? It's haunted. For sure. Probably. <laughs> for sure. On, tune in to next week's episode where we talk about <laughs> the haunted post, post office, office where the murder castle used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's H.H. Holmes, man. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're honestly so crazy. And I feel like a lot of people know about the murder castle, sort of, mm-hmm. but they don't know about the rest of I did stuff. Yeah, like... Because, like, yeah, I knew about H.H. Holmes, mm-hmm. but, like, I feel like I just knew bare minimum. Like, yeah. he built a murder castle, mm-hmm. and he killed a lot of people, and mm-hmm. he was the first serial killer. Mm-hmm. I feel like I knew, like... Yeah, yeah he's just so weird in the scope of serial killers. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it so makes nice. zero sense. It's so It's nice. so bizarre. Anyway. Oh. It's mm-hmm. crazy, too, because I feel like... Um, I don't know. Like, you almost think, like, serial killers and that kind of stuff is, like, more recent. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, my thinking is, like, you would, 
think this crazy shit wasn't happening way, way back when. Like, uh-huh. there was these people who were so mentally fucked up. Right. That they would think, like, hey, yeah. let's build an actual house just with a bunch of just murder to rooms people. just so I can mm-hmm. kill people. Yeah. But, like, there totally is. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, it honestly just blows my mind. Yeah. It's... I it's really ridiculous. I don't get it. He was the most extra. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing the most. He was doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, at least he didn't pay to build this murder castle. I mean, <laughs> all those poor construction workers I know. got swindled. He probably killed some of them. Probably. Like, let's be honest. Well, and, like, they say that, that partially he did it so that, like, none of them would go to the authorities mm-hmm. about what he was building. You know, yeah. like he didn't want anyone getting suspicious of what he was building. Mm-hmm. So he would just be like, yeah, this chamber, I don't know. You're fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't ask questions, Timothy. You're fired. <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's, and that's another thing I didn't even think about mm-hmm. is like the people <clears throat> building this house. At what point do you go like, what the fuck, fuck are you doing? Are we building? Well, and I'm so curious, especially in the basement. Are you sure this is a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in the basement, like crematory in the basement and like vats of acid and shit. Like, how does that fly under anyone's radar ever? Yeah. But yeah. apparently he was just charming as fuck and he's got away with <gasps> everything. How would it be? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to be a, what, I don't want to be I don't know charming. if it would be like. If you're like super, I don't know, sociopath, psychopath, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, how a sociopath. It's, sociopath? Mm-hmm. How would it be? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I'm not one, but you know. But yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. Yeah, and and I'm still like, my mind is still boggled that like he didn't get caught for all the murders, castle shit. He got tried for like one murder. One murder. I'm still like. Like, one little slip-up uh, is what yeah. caught him. Otherwise, who knows? Like, like I just wonder the chaos that he would have done had he not been caught, you know? Mm-hmm. like Because how long, do you know how long he was killing for? Like, when he started killing uh, to when he was caught? Not, not that long, to be honest. Oh, it really? was like... I'm just wondering, like, what was the time span for killing 100 to 200 well, it people? Depends. It depends on when you, like... What you, what you count? What you count as his first murder? Because there were like those rumors of in New York, the boy that disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in like 1888, <laughs> Right, like, 1889. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think 1889. Well, and I guess... Whatever I guess, years I said, I can't come back on that <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll provide facts let for this me, story I'm telling. Let me pretend to factually <laughs> inform you of things. <laughs> but, yeah, it was only a couple of years, like, five years or something like that. I don't know. It's just... I guess if you've got a, a house with tons of available options for killing and disposing mm-hmm. of bodies i guess you could kill a lot in a short amount mm-hmm. of time yeah but still <laughs> do it again do it. <laughs> she's, she's so grouchy she is so grouchy <laughs> uh yeah so it depends on when you like if you count those rumors about the boy that disappeared mm-hmm. um happened in like 
1885. Yeah. He starts building the castle in 1887, and Julia is, like, kind of the first-ish, which mm-hmm. is 1891. Jeez. Yeah. And then he's caught 1896. That is not that much time. So. But, like, at the same time, it is. To be, like, actively yeah. getting away with murder. Right. With the murder of that many people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a long time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean, mean? Oh, I get it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not that long of time. Yeah. But if you're determined to kill people, it's plenty of time. But some people kill someone and then get caught, like, a month later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was not one of them. He was not one of them. <laughs> I wonder if it's because, like, if it's because of the time, uh-huh. if that made, makes sense. Because I feel like... Well, because he was the first serial killer. Yeah, so they weren't People even... weren't thinking. They weren't even looking out for that kind of stuff. Like, he was just running wild. Good lord. Yeah. Good freaking lord. <laughs> You've had so many jello shots. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, yeah. 12 plus, I don't, well, is that 12, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14? 14. 14. 14. 14. Well, 14 plus like another, well, almost 28. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm doing great. You're doing so good. <laughs> I love how I just did, like, semi-math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it, because I don't math at all. Oh, math sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was honestly crazy. Yeah. That was nuts. Wild. I am... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mass graves. And mass graves. I just... I can't even. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have great dreams tonight. Yep. Have fun by yourself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're so sweet to me. It's fine. I, I literally sleep with a baseball bat. So. I know. You're fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be good. <laughs> um, so are we done? Yeah. Say goodnight. I can't think of anything else. Okay. Um, you can find us on Stitcher and SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah. All at Death Becomes Us. Yeah, just do a search for Death Becomes Us. Okay, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Twitter is Death Becomes underscore Us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is Death Period Becomes Period Us. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll try and post stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you're welcome to follow us there if you would like. And and good night. I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs> I still don't know how we end this End this thing. shit? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna say okay and then hit stop. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alright, anyways, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>